Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy and I preview Championship Sunday and share our predictions for each matchup. The Rams will look to avenge their Week 9 loss to the Saints when they return to New Orleans for the NFC Championship. Roger Saffold said they will have a different game plan prepared for their second meeting and looks forward to the challenge of facing the top seed. Uh, the last time we played them, you know, it came down to a game of just running out of time. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I think that we'll have a better plan against them the second, the second go around. And uh, you got to be excited to be able to go back there and uh, give, get another chance at those guys again. The Saints are set to make an appearance in the NFC Championship game for the first time since 2010 and will host a formidable foe. Drew Brees reiterated the challenge they face going up against the Rams and expects their showdown to be tightly contested. They're a phenomenal team. You know, we played them earlier in the year, and it was, uh, it was a hard-fought game all the way around. Listen, this is the NFC Championship game, all right? This is uh, something that we've all worked hard for, and, and I'm sure it's going to be a great game. The Patriots booked their trip to an eighth consecutive AFC Championship game and now have their sights set on the Chiefs. Trey Flowers says they are familiar with what Patrick Mahomes likes to do, but understands the difficulty of slowing him down. We can, we can use that as far as the tape, as far as advantage, and you know, seeing how you know, what he's able to do as far as uh, you know his individual movements and things and such. But you know, he's obviously a better better player now than he was when we fa- faced him earlier. So uh, you know, we definitely gotta be be aware and be prepared for. Play, get an even better game and be more productive. So we gotta, um, you know, prepare well and best intensity. The Chiefs will host the Patriots for their first conference championship appearance since 1993 and understand the importance of home field advantage. Andy Reid challenged the Chiefs fans to show up and show out on Sunday in what should be frigid weather in Kansas City. Yeah, we need to keep it going. I, I told the guys too. 
know that's a special number right now, so we'll take one of them at a time, but um, we're glad that we're here next Sunday, man. We need everybody out here. It's going to be cold and all that, but who cares? I will discuss all of that and more coming up in the latest episode of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. The Fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The Chase is on and the Chase is live. Now, let's save the Super Good afternoon, everybody. It is Isaac Signs here on the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Friday, January 18th. Jarrell Worthy and I are set to preview Championship Sunday. Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints, and the New England Patriots, and Kansas City Chiefs. So, Jarrell, you're joining me once again, man. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're competing at the American Alliance Football League, so staying busy down there in San Antonio. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, we are on a little break right now. I'm always excited to talk about football. Always have a, uh, a passion for uh, for championship uh, Sunday, so I'm, I'm excited. All right, let's get right into it on that note. So the first game up on Sunday is the NFC Championship. The number two seed Rams take on the number one seeded New Orleans Saints. Kickoff 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. Now, Jarrell, this is a rematch from Week 9 that saw a very entertaining game go the Saints' way. They won 45-35, to spoiling the Rams' undefeated season at that point. When you look at this matchup, seeing how the Saints performed last Sunday, beating the Eagles in a tight game while the Rams took care of business against Dallas, what are your initial thoughts on this matchup? Um, I just my initial thoughts is uh, you know it's going to be a high scoring game, but I, I I want you to think about the big plays that happened um, in that first matchup. Um, I don't think Michael Thomas will be going for over 200 yards in this game. Uh, with the addition of uh, Tlaib being back and uh, Marcus Peters being able to do what he does on the outside, um, I think it's going to be. Uh, they're still going to get up into the to the you know the high twenties, uh, maybe uh, low thirties, but um, I don't think you'll see somebody scoring forty five points this game. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I think uh, there's going to be a little bit better defense, a lot better game plan from Dennis Allen for the Saints, and then Wade Phillips from the Rams. Now that they know each other. But when I look at this game, Jarrell, the number one matchup that I look at is the Rams rushing attack going up against the Saints' number one ranked rush defense. And I saw this crazy stat this morning on NFL Network on the bottom line that said the Rams are 11-0 when Todd Gurley gets at least 15 carries this season and are 9-0 when Gurley rushes for 75 or more yards. And as we know at this point, the Rams are riding that two-headed monster of C.J. Anderson, who's now worked his way up into a spot. He's showcasing the type of Super Bowl back he was as he won a title with the Broncos. I also know how good this Saints front is. I know they're down Sheldon Rankins, who tore his Achilles against the Eagles last weekend, so I'm assuming that's going to play a role. But 
this matchup in the trenches will end up dictating the outcome of the game? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think you'll see uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, getting uh, out of their gaps like the Dallas Cowboys did. I think um, you'll see a little bit more discipline and gap sound the way, uh, the, the way that their scheme is built. Uh, you'll be uh, you'll be seeing Demario Davis come downhill and affecting a lot of those running plays um, to where uh, the Rams are going to have to look, use a little bit more play action pass or getting Ty Gurley out into the to the passing routes a lot faster in order to be able to open up that run game. Um, even though that Sheldon Reggins is uh, on injured reserve now, with the addition of Tyron, uh, excuse me, uh, Tyron Matthew. I mean, not Matthew, but Tyron Walker. Uh, um, he's he's had a, a, a lot of experience um, and actually used to play down there in New Orleans. So um, with the addition of him coming back, I think he'll be able to fit right in with their scheme and what they want to do. Uh, but it's it's definitely going to be a, a tough matchup. But if um, if New Orleans can control the ball, the line of scrimmage up front, it's going to make it's going to make a tough day for uh, for Jared Goff. You talked about it in your opening statement, but Michael Thomas against the Marcus Peters in Aqib Talib. We all saw that Thomas went off for a monster day where he had 12 catches for 211 yards and a score. With most of that coming against Peters, you saw them chirping back and forth in the media. Peters was calling out Sean Payton, you know, vice versa. And so right. you, you mentioned, you talked a little bit about how you don't think Thomas will be going off for that big day now that Tlaib is back from injured reserve. How do you think Wade Phillips is going to play Michael Thomas? Do you think he's going to use more Tlaib on Thomas because he fits that profile, he's a little bit of a longer corner, a little more physical press cover corner, or do you think Peters will also see his share? How do you see this defensive game plan formulating for Wade Phillips? If you really want my honest opinion, and if you're a defensive coordinator, you're going into the game, even with everything that Marcus Peters saying, and even with how he practices all week, that may be great and, and all good. But you 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 gave up well over 150 yards uh, the last time, and when he was uh, covering covering him throughout the uh, the entire game, um, I think this matchup uh, fits to leave a lot better um, with being more physical, being able to be more aggressive on those shorter routes. Um, being able to tackle after uh, after the catch uh, because a lot of uh, Thomas's yards in the first game came with yards after catch, um, breaking the tackle, getting um, getting extra yards up field, and uh, being able to maneuver throughout the defense. And so, uh, with that being said, uh, I, I definitely will go into this game with putting um, to lead more on Michael Thomas to stop those those aggressive slants, uh, those aggressive in and out moves that he that he likes to do. Um, within the, the seven to 10 yard range. Um, if he gets one over the top, you know, at the end of the day, he's a great player. But uh, for the most part, you know, those intermediate routes where he turns into 20, 30 yard gains, those are the ones we have to stop. Now, flipping the script a little bit here, Jarrell, uh, you're seeing the Los Angeles Rams. It's Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. That's their one-two punch, especially after Cooper Cup went down with that torn ACL earlier in the season. But both of these receivers, Cooks and Woods, respectively, eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark this season. And they're going to be going up against Marshawn Lattimore, who's riding that high momentum, coming down with that game-clinching interception. And Eli Apple, the midseason acquisition from the New York Giants. And so when I see this matchup, I'm really wondering if Sean McVay is going to dial up some deep shots down the field 
when Cooks or Woods are lined up opposite of Eli Apple because we know Apple has improved his play since arriving in New Orleans, but he's still not all that stable of the two, Lattimore and Apple. Apple's the, the corner you'd probably want to go at. So I almost get a sense that the Rams could take some deep shots down the field, hoping to spark a quick start there in a hostile environment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if if it's if it's me going into that uh, that game, I would definitely uh, try to get the ball to Robert Woods early. Um, you know, within the creases of those zones uh, defenses that they play, uh, the cover two schemes that they like to run a lot. Um, I definitely would try to get in behind linebackers a lot and in, in between safeties um, to be able to open up that deep shot. And you know, um, Brandon Cook's been down in New Orleans. He's played there. This is an atmosphere he's familiar with. He's excited about being there. Excited about. Um, coming back to a situation um, where he's he's flourishing. And so um, I know he's going to be ready to play. Um, I know Robert Woods, a former teammate of mine, will be ready to play. Um, but if it's my if it's my game plan, I would start trying to get the ball to him early, um, start trying to get the ball to Todd Gurley out on the edges, uh, w- whether it be outside runs or passes, um, to be able to open up the middle um, and, and those deep shots that they love. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, if New Orleans' defensive line is controlling the line of scrimmage, then uh, what they're so good at, uh, that play-action pass and those deep shots will be tough for them. And here's one other matchup here before we get to our predictions that I wanted to bring to your attention, Jarrell. It's a Saints offensive guard, Andrews Pete, who's more than likely going to see Aaron Donald there in the trenches there at the line of scrimmage. And now this is significant because Andrews Pete. He's coming off a pretty tough performance against Philadelphia where he was flagged for two false starts, two holds, and it was later revealed that he's been playing with a surgically repaired hand after he broke it at the end of the regular season. Now, Aaron Donald, we know the force that he is. He's got 20 and a half sacks. This guy is just incredible in what he can do as far as blowing up the opposing team's game plan. So you face Andrews, Pete, you know, him being a member of the Saints when you played with the Buccaneers earlier this year. What are some of his strengths as an offensive guard, and how do you think he's going to end up playing out against a guy like Donald? Um, well, you know, what, what he has in his favor, he's a big body guy. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty solid at the point of attack. Uh, you know, runs his feet well um, on contact. But when it comes to pass protection, uh, he leans a lot. Um, he takes his shots because – of the lack of athleticism when it comes to the movement in his feet. So um, especially with having, uh, you know, a surgically repaired hand, he's going to be trying to take some shots or, uh, you know, be a little bit more aggressive. You'll, you'll also see the line um, slide a little bit more uh, towards Aaron Donald, um, which is great, man. I mean, they have phenomenal pass rushers. I mean, they still have Brockers who they, I mean, with the addition of Dante Fowler, um, they, they have, you know, capable bodies to still be able to get back there uh, but, you know, that one time throughout the game, which you can't, you know, send your whole, you know, your offensive line every time over to Aaron Donald. Those those small instances, those small moments in the game where Pete is going to be lined up one on one. Those are the times where you'll see Aaron Donald, you know, be at his best um, when he when he understands that the slide is going away from him. All right, now here's one more question. Which uh, running back duo do you think combines for the most total yards on Sunday? Will it be Kamara and Ingram or Gurley and Anderson? I, I, to be honest with you, uh, if, if it's me, uh, I'm going into the game uh, thinking about 
uh, Ingram and, and, and Kamara. Um, number one with how Kamara is able to run routes freely, um, how he's able to to beat linebackers and safeties and, and um, um, when he's running those routes, and, and as well as the, the resurgence of Mark Ingram and how he's been able to come back and be aggressive and, and give this team the spark that they needed uh, to get to go on this successful run. So if it's me personally, I'm going to actually go with, uh, I'm going to go with Alvin uh, Kamara and uh, Mark Ingram. I'm with you there. I think both of those backs, they're just, they complement each other in such a big way. You mentioned Kamara's pass catching ability, which I think sets him apart with so many different running backs in this league. And now for the prediction, man, I think this is going to be a tight game. I'm going to roll with the New Orleans Saints at home. I think they're going to get the job done. 27-23. I don't think it's going to be in the 40s like I think both of us agreed early on. But here's my X factor, Jarrell. I think the one player for New Orleans that's going to step up and score a touchdown, I'm calling Traquan Smith, the rookie receiver out of UCF, who had one reception for 15 yards against the Eagles last week. But with yes. Thomas being the main focal point for the Rams, I'm calling a touchdown for Traquan Smith that's going to help the Saints advance to the Super Bowl. That's a phenomenal prediction, man. I mean, he's, he's definitely in a position to step up this week. Um, with the, with, uh, also, don't forget about that quarterback hill, man, and, and, the, and the, uh, the dynamic uh, skill set that he brings to the table, um, being able to pass the ball and, and, and run the ball and catch the ball. Um, you know, uh, I, I definitely believe uh, Sean Payton is drawing up his best offensive plays this week. Um, tons of misdirection, tons of, of, of uh, special teams uh, chances. Um, they have one of the best special teams uh, uh, units in the league, and they play aggressive and they play fast when they're at home. So I, I, I have a prediction of 34 to 28, um, but that, you know, that coming with Drew Brees doing, the, doing what Drew Brees does, um, late in games, uh, putting the team on his back, making the right decisions, um, with them also taking chances on fourth down. Um, I think – you know, Aaron Donald's going to have his say so, but, you know, the New Orleans Saints historically has been known for getting the ball out quick, um, taking the least amount of sacks and being able to, to be aggressive and effective in, in their short game and in their run game. So I think with, uh, I think going into this game, I have New Orleans 34 to 28. So we're both rolling with the Saints and that should be a fun game to watch to kick off Championship Sunday. Now we're going to move on to the AFC Championship game. The number two seed, New England Patriots, will travel to Kansas City to play Patrick Mahomes and company. This is a 6.40 p.m. Eastern time start on CBS. Now this is another interesting game, I might add, because Tom Brady, who's 41, and Patrick Mahomes, who's 23, they will mark the largest difference in both age, which is 18 years and 45 days gap, and career games, 250, between two opposing starting quarterbacks in a playoff game. So talk about an old veteran against the youngster. So we're going to see really the same case with the Rams and Saints, with Drew Brees and Jared Goff. But this matchup, I feel like Jarrell, is going to be another one for the ages. It's going to be in Kansas City this time around, which will be a rematch because both these teams met earlier in the year in Foxborough. The Patriots took it that time around. What do you uh, look at in this matchup? Man, uh, number one, uh, Chiefs being at home, uh, that fan base, that crowd, uh, being able to, to uh, 
do what they do. Number one, um, Andy Reid and the and the overall success offensively, he's always been able to have against uh, uh, Belichick and his and his defense, and just being able to have a different gunslinger. I think you know with having Sammy Watkins back um, to be able to stretch the field for Tariq Hill has always been. Uh, the key to their success. Um, they have a dynamic tight end in Kelsey, and their running game has has definitely um, made its way back um, since the absence of Hunt. So, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I really like the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, and so here's one of the key parts. I think a big time matchup in this game, and it's really going to be the Patriots' pass rush ability against Patrick Mahomes for one and the Chiefs pass rush against Tom Brady. You know very well, Jarrell, you're an NFL defensive lineman. You know the importance of pushing the pocket and putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. One interesting nugget that's worth noting is you saw the Patriots game plan against Phillip Rivers last weekend, and they absolutely blitzed him from all angles, and they corralled him in the pocket because Rivers is not a mobile quarterback. But when it comes to Mahomes, this guy can evade any type of pressure you send his way. He makes incredible throws outside of the pocket on the run. No look passes. And so this is going to be something that I want to see what Brian Flores, who's the de facto Patriots defensive coordinator, comes up with because they really didn't do a good job containing Mahomes in the first matchup. But that's something that I feel Kansas City is going to use to their benefit, knowing that they got a guy like Mahomes that can work out in space, that can make throws down the field. And as for the Patriots, you know, Tom Brady, the Chiefs have that daunting edge rush of uh, Justin Houston, D. Ford, Chris Jones. So I feel like whichever front can get enough pressure and really win the sack total, that's going to put their team in good position to win this game. Would you agree? Uh, yes, um, I, I think um, when you look at it, um, you know, uh, the Chiefs defensively up front, their front seven is, is definitely better than uh, the uh, the offensive line of the Patriots. I think, you know, Tom Brady's always been able to be successful with getting the ball out. Um, but I think if I'm the Chiefs going into the game plan, I'm trying to press all the receivers at the line, um, knowing that Edelman and Gronk are, are, are their best options. Um, I'm putting... Um, a bare front in there where you have uh, where you have all the offense alignment covered to be able to isolate Chris Jones and Justin Houston on the edges, um, and and, and, I, and I'll definitely be able to. It'll, it'll be fun having Eric Berry back because I definitely think he's going to be able to play. Um, I don't think the Chiefs would have uh, let Ron Parker go without the, having the confidence that their star uh, safety will be back for this game. So. Um, with, if, if it's my game plan, I'm press man. Um, everything is, is, is throwing off the timing of their routes um, to be able to let Chris Jones get home um, with that big 6'5 frame and, and get, you know, tip balls or, or be able to just uh, make Tom Brady pull the ball down. And here's another matchup here before we get to the prediction, but Stephon Gilmore against Tyreek Hill. Now, this is another intriguing one-on-one battle, Jarrell, because we've seen it now being reported that Gilmore has said, hey, I'm up to the challenge of shadowing Tyreek Hill for the entire game. And per next-gen stats, Gilmore, who is a first-team All-Pro this year, he's allowed one reception on 15 deep targets in press coverage and has only allowed four receptions on eight deep targets playing off coverage, where we all know Tyree Kill, that guy is electric out in space. So if these two end up seeing each other for a large majority of the game, 
Which player do you think ends up winning the battle between those two? Uh, you know, having played with, with Steph and knowing his abilities and, you know, and, and what he brings to the table, um, I definitely think he'll be able to, to hold his own out there and be able to, to have the, the type of game that he wants to have. Um, but overall, you know, when it just comes to how Andy Reid's going to be moving Tyreek Hill around, um, the dynamics of their offense and a quarterback being able to put the ball wherever he wants, um, regardless of what the, the defensive back is doing, um, you have to give the, the upper hand to Tariq Hill. I mean, just because you're, you're never necessarily knowing um, what type of route or what type of concept is coming in an Andy Reid scheme. I mean, a lot of things don't look the same. Um, having been a part of his organization at one point in time, the offensive scheme changes every week. And that's why it's been phenomenal for them and their success because they have players that are able to just adapt and um, just kind of plug and play. So um, I definitely give the, the advantage to Tariq Hill um, solely on the fact that his head coach will be able to put him in a position um, to be successful. All right. And on that note, let's go ahead and get to the predictions here. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game 34 to 30 in a thriller. In the end, I feel like Patrick Mahomes and Damian Williams, who's done a phenomenal job filling in for Kareem Hunt. I think their offense, they looked dangerous last week. I understand that Belichick, he does an outstanding job game planning and taking away his opponent's top playmakers. But I just feel that home field advantage is going to really sway the favor to the Chiefs. And here's my X factor for this game, Jarrell. It's Derek Noddy, the defense alignment for the Chiefs, the rookie. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of attention is paid to Chris Jones. The guy's a beast, 14 and a half sacks this year. But Noddy has been coming on towards the end of the year, and he looks like he was starting to get some production last weekend. I think he's going to be a force against New England up front, and I think he makes a couple of plays that help Kansas City get off the field on third down. Oh, absolutely, man. I think, you know, uh, you'll see uh, a lot of isolation up front when it comes to the Chiefs and their defensive scheme. Um, they're they're very dynamic. Uh, it's an old it's an older three four scheme, but it's an attacking and aggressive three four scheme. And so, like I said before, you'll you'll see every office alignment covered to where those defense alignment have opportunities to win those one on ones. Uh, I think if you can if you can hold New England to the big under without the big plays. Um, that allows them to come up to the line of scrimmage to run another quick play and to, you know, to kind of, um, you know, beat you mentally uh, more so than physically. Uh, I think uh, the Chiefs will have a ton of success. Um, I'm rolling with Patrick Mahomes and how, you know, he comes in and says this is not the same team as before. Um, I'm riding with that horse until until the to the vans, uh, to the wheels fall off. So um, I actually have them winning a score of 28 to 27. Um, it's going to be a very close and tight game. I mean, obviously, with the greatness of Tom Brady, um, I just think Andy Reid finally gets his opportunity to get over the hump um, in his environment, with his players, with, with everybody, uh, with all his horses in the stable ready to go. So I definitely uh, have them winning the score 28-27. Well, there you have it. Jarrell, you and I have uh, matching predictions. We're both rolling with the Saints and the Chiefs on Sunday, which would make for a great Super Bowl. And I think any matchup between these four teams will be worth watching on Super Bowl Sunday. But again, Jarrell, appreciate you, man. 
taking the time out of your day to join the Pro Football Chase podcast, talk some more football. I know you got some business coming up there in San Antonio, some team meetings, all that good stuff. So again, keep up the great work. And hey, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners when your first game is and that it's broadcasting on CBS so we can all check out Jarrell Worthy. Yes, man. Uh, check us out uh, February 9th. Um, we, uh, the Orlando Apollos, will be going against the Atlanta Legends on CBS uh, with the, the first game of the season for the new league in the, uh, the American Football, uh, uh, the Alliance of American Football League. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, a lot of great players, a lot of, a lot of talent that's going to be on display. Um, there's a lot of good players that are still out here uh, playing good football. So it's going to be a very, uh, a very great game. I'm going to get some, some very good opponents and uh, very excited to be there. Well, keep up the great work, Jarrell. Again, thanks, man, for uh, joining me today. And have a blessed weekend, and we look to uh, stay in contact and see how these games play out on Sunday. I appreciate that, man. You guys have a, have a great weekend, man, and I'm excited uh, to be able to rap with you again. All right, bro. Blessings. Yes, sir, my man. Appreciate it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.